Welcome to No Safe For You, a podcast where I gather my thoughts about tabletop RPGs. My name's Cody. Enjoy the show. Several black stones, 18 or 20 feet high, stuck up like huge fingers out of the earth. Once the eye saw them, it kept returning to them. They stood there full of meaning, and yet there was no saying what they meant. There were nine of them. One stood straight. The others leaned more or less. Two had fallen. They were crusted with gray and orange lichen as if splotched with paint, all but one, which was naked and black with a dull gloss to it. It was smooth to the touch, but on the others, under the crust of the lichen, vague carvings could be seen or felt with the fingers, shapes, signs. Hey Cody, Jason here. I haven't listened yet, but I'm calling in to say I read this to get a gold star next to my name for the day. Looking forward to listening probably tomorrow. Take care. Hey Cody, Jason here. I'm talking through a mask, so sorry if it's a little bit muffled. Here's my question for you. This is not an attack on you. It's not an attack on 5e. What's the reason for for hacking 5e for a space game or a sci-fi game or hacking 5e to be to run like an old school game when you could run a space or sci-fi game or run an old school game instead now i've hacked systems and used them different ways in the past so there are definitely reasons to do it i'm just curious your reasons for doing it is it because of the local players won't play other games so you have to use 5e to get players is it because you have a wider player base of 5e is it because you just wanted the challenge? I'm just curious on, on that. Like I say, I've, I've hacked games to run other things too. There's nothing wrong with it. I'm just curious on your motivations, why you decided to do it. So, thank you. Thanks for calling, Jason. Yes, you did get a gold star beside your name for the day. I have a, a chart that I keep in my living room. It is the only thing hanging on my walls where I have every one of the members of the Audio Dungeon Discord uh, and a date when they joined. And, uh, you know, it's just a row and rows of uh, gold stars or red stars. They all have meanings. Uh, gold is relatively good, so congratulations. Thank you for calling. All right, I guess on to the meat and potatoes of this episode um, regarding Jason's second call. Um yeah, so reasons for hacking 5e to fit other genres is basically the gist uh, of his message there. Um, and I think um, you kind of need to unpack 5e a little bit to to understand, I guess, why. So so I guess there, well, let's just start with why I did it. There, there are a couple of reasons, and it doesn't have anything to do with the player base uh, since I'm running this game as uh, a home game. At least a science fiction one. Um, the yeah, so we'll start there. So with the home game, it's just my family. So we play whatever whoever wants to run is running. Um, so right now uh, I'm running fifth edition. Previously, um, my uncle is running Labyrinth Lord or BX. Um, my brother ran a game that he created on his own. So we just play whatever you know whoever's running wants to run. Um, 
in my case, it was an experiment. I wanted to see if I separated 5e from the standard uh, setting that's presented in the book, what kind of results I would get. And um, the results are pleasing, at least for myself and I think the players. Um, I think if you strip away the setting um, and you just look at the system that 5e is getting across, it's solid. Um, I really like it. I mean, it's just easy, right? It's roll a dice, add a number, adjust accordingly, um, you know, based on whatever situation you're in. Sometimes you roll two dice and take the higher. Sometimes you take the lower. Um, and you compare it to a target number, and that's it. So the math is super simple. Um, and everything, I think, from a design perspective kind of makes sense. If you're trying to do something that requires strength, so you're bending bars, you're lifting gates, you make a strength check. If something is affecting you and it would reduce your strength or hurt your strength, um, you make a strength save. Make sense? Yeah, it's pretty easy. Um, so yeah, that's the, that's one thing um, that I found from from playing with 5e. And I think you know you strip off um, the boxed setting that comes with 5e, so the Forgotten Realms, and you just have a skeleton of a system that's really easy. Um, and so yeah, I, I decided to put a 5e, uh, a science fiction hack on on the 5e, and it was somewhat something that someone else had already made, right? I bought the product, um, and I'm quite pleased with it. And I, I do recommend it if you're trying to do science fiction with 5e. This is the best way to go. It can handle opera. It can handle, you know, episodic play. Like I'm going for hard science, whatever you want to throw at it. Um, as far as I'm concerned, I'm pretty sure it can handle it. Um, Outside of that, I don't really know how else to answer the question. I mean, the reason for hacking something is the reason for hacking something. Like, you know, we've all done it. We all wanted to play science fiction BX or whatever. Um, you know, if you wanted to play, I would argue, if you wanted to play a sword and sorcery game with BX, you couldn't do it with the rules as written. You know, there's no, at least in a lot of the sword and sorcery fiction I've written, or read, sorry, uh there's no elves running around. There's no dwarves or halflings. You know, it's very human-centric. So right off the bat, I would have to to kill those classes to allow that kind of game to flourish, right? So there's a little bit of hacking that goes into pretty much any kind of genre bend. Um, and I think it's the same with 5e. If I wanted to run Sword and Sorcery with 5e, it would just be prune a couple classes, prune a couple of the race options, and boom, you're good to go. You could use the system as is, right? Um, or, you know, not as is, but as you change it. And I don't think there's any issue with that. Um, you know, it's a flexible rule set, and it has so far has bended to um, every test that I've put to it. So uh, that's the reason for science fiction, um, or using it for science fiction. Basically, it was a home game and an experiment. Um, for the Barrel Maze game, on that particular server, that I was trying to run it on, yeah, I, I, I tried at first to run Barrow Maze with, um, or offered to run Barrow Maze with an old school system, BX. And I got no, like one or two people were interested, um, but not enough to, to get a game going. And as soon as I decided to switch it over to 5e, boom, I had, you know, 15, 16 players ready to go, you know, 
Um, so it definitely helps, I think, if you're trying to get out there and run games and you present something as 5e, you could at least get a player base together. And then once everyone's kind of comfortable with each other, once you guys become friends, I think then it would be appropriate to, to kind of introduce or try to introduce um, a different system, you know, once everyone's comfortable. But um, yeah, and, and, you know, as I mentioned in the previous episode, I had a lot of fun with it um, and I would do it again. And I would do it again with 5e. So, and I know you mentioned trying to get into a 5e game. I might open the barrel maze back up to 5e on the audio dungeon. We'll see how that goes. There are other things that I want to run with 5e, so uh, maybe not. But we'll see um, if there's enough interest. But um, yeah, I think um, I guess what I'm trying to say, and I, we'll keep this episode nice and short, is that. Um, if you, you know, fifth edition comes with a prepackaged setting and that's the forgotten realms, every adventure module that they release, it's worked into the setting somehow. And most of them are going to take place on what's called the sword coast in the forgotten realms. I'm not a huge fan of that. Um, I really liked the, the tomb of annihilation because it was away from the sword coast. I mean, it was still in the forgotten realms, but it was so... It was different, right? Um, you know, it's a jungle. It's not typical fantasy, blah, 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 blah. You know what I'm trying to say. Um, so anyway, uh, if you strip away the the implied setting that comes with 5e, and it's very easy to do, um, you can, you, you're ending up with a system that's really easy to, to get a grasp on. It, it handles um, basically anything that I've thrown at it, and that's high fantasy, that's low fantasy, that's science fiction. And my brand of science fiction is kind of um, Firefly-esque. So a lot of the, you know, it's like a space Western more than Star Wars or more than, you know, it's 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 less Star Wars, it's less um, Star Trek, it's less, you know, that kind of stuff and more of basically a Western in space. There's a lot of weird stuff that I throw in there too, like weird technology, uh, like in the the players right now, they're having to fight things like nano zombies or mecha mecha dinosaurs, that kind of shit. So um, anyway, uh, I'm gonna keep it nice and short. That's all I have to say on the matter, uh, Jason. I hope I answered your question, man. I know I, I tend to ramble uh, on these things, but um, if I, if you know if you wanted the short and sweet answer, it's just um, because it, you know hack it because it can handle it. So. Um, Anyway, uh, if you guys have any thoughts, uh, you know, give me a call. Let me know. And if uh, if you want to be a star pupil like Jason Connerly, please call in, and you'll get a gold star on your name on the chart hanging up in my living room. Guess I'll put this up at the end. Um, I know Jason preempted his message with a like a a warning this is not an attack on you or 5e jason i didn't i didn't take it that way dude so uh we're we're totally cool and i don't think anyone listening would take it that way either so uh we're square dude oh yeah i forgot to mention um in case you haven't noticed i got some new art for the cover of my show on anchor and that uh is thanks to judd on the audio dungeon discord Judd's out there offering to make other people's stuff. Uh, you know, no promises on anything spectacular, but I think mine is pretty freaking awesome. So uh, thank you, Judd, if you're listening. I really appreciate that. And I know it was probably not a big inconvenience for you to make it. So um, 
at any rate, I still appreciate you taking the time to do that. So thanks, dude. Well, folks, thanks for listening. You can find me on Discord and MeWe. Music on this show is by Lobo Loco. And in case I don't see you, good afternoon, good evening, and good night. Thank you.